Hi, I'm here today with Tyson Bannigan. Welcome to Defining Lives podcast series, season one. This is episode eight. And I'm so excited to have Tyson on our show. Um, Tyson has an MA in whole systems design, and he's an empathic shaman, a master dowser, an energy healer, public speaker, author, and host of The Wellness Show on Health, Wealth, and Enlightenment. His passion is to help empaths and highly sensitive people get out of their own way, realign with their true nature, with the earth, and um, with, you know, to stand in their truth no matter what and deliver their passion to the world. So Tyson, if you'd like to add something else, I would be happy to have you now <laughs> take over. Yes, well, thank you for inviting me to the show. Um, it's great to be on this show because um, I'm actually talking with and being interviewed by an empath. And so yeah. it, it's nice to know that um, the way that I work with people is exciting for me because it helps them learn about their superpowers. So every empath has superpowers and sometimes they just get overwhelmed. What I mean by that is they may be clear audio or clear sentence or one of the clairs is just so overwhelming. They have so much information, they don't know what to do with it. So my passion is to come in and help empaths be able to understand and be able to honor and use their empathic gifts. I call those their superpowers. So it's great to be on the show. Thank you. I, I want you to explain to my audience, for those who may not know the terminology or you know aren't as familiar as we are, um, how you define an empath from someone. Well, everybody's empathic. I mean, uh, you know, when you walk into a room and you go, oh, that feels terrible, that's you being empathic. Or, wow, I just really love that video of that kid that's giggling because his mom is saying something funny to him and he can't stop laughing. You, you're, you're empathic. You're connected to that emotionally. You're sensitive to what the environment is informing you about and how exactly. it affects your body. Now, a highly sensitive person is receiving on that scale of, you know, being uh, basically sociopathic and feeling absolutely nothing over here and feeling everything over here in this huge range. On one end, it can be totally, totally overwhelming because you're having too much information coming in. Mm -hmm. for, for a psychopath on the other end, they don't feel anything. So if you're far on the far end of the spectrum where you have a hard time knowing whether that emotion is from you or your loved ones, or from your feeling what the passion of what the earth's going through in this time of planetary transformation, mm -hmm. or even more than that, you just get overwhelmed. You don't know what to deal, what is yours, what you need to focus on. You just feel exhausted and uh, overwhelmed. And a lot of impasse just feel overwhelmed now. We're going through major planetary upgrades, right? right. People aren't sleeping, they're in stress and duress. There's a lot of fear around what's this COVID-19 and am I going to be okay? And so everybody's stress level is up. So if you don't know that boundary between what's yours and somebody else, you're being overrun by the collective unconscious. I'd, like to, add, I'd like to add something to that. I, I've been calling this series uh, Love in the Time of Coronavirus because I think it is grappling 
with the with the essence of love absolutely loving each other loving what is loving the planet and i think the the for me the definition of empathic is also includes picking up information from outside of the three-dimensional reality that we live in because there's a lot more going on than just the physical you know our five senses you know smell taste touch hearing uh feeling is wonderful they're great gps for navigating this world but there are other layers of of realms that that come into play and when one starts to tune into that one can receive information that way and i think that um some of us who are aware of being empathic have tuned into that because it maybe started as a child being in a chaotic environment and being very sensitive to all of the experiences that were going on around or the trauma that was going on in our world um to having to sort of refine and and define that for ourselves in order to cope with what's going on in the world because there is a lot of suffering there is a lot of fear and um and trying to navigate life um can be tricky if if one uh allows themselves to be flooded with just those emotions because there is so much more there's so much joy there's so much love there's so much gratitude there's so much serenity there's so much peace available all the time simultaneously um we're almost being called and forced to fine tune our senses right now because the way we've navigated the world in the past really doesn't serve us anymore um and i think people are finding that out some by trial and error and some by uh waking up and realizing that there are changes that they can make that are available there's information out there that's available and they're diving in and they're learning to adapt with using different tools and um so i'd love to have you address that in your work um as a master dowser and energy healer how do you how do you work with people when they're highly stressed and um are there different techniques you use with different people are there some techniques that you can share with us that well let's go back to what you were talking about and that is that you are you know that we're five we're far more than our five senses right and that there's a little bandwidth you know if we look at the universal energies of the electromagnetic frequency what we're focused on is like 0.0009 of 1% or less of that whole frequency so to think that that's all we are when we're multidimensional beings is to miss the point that there's many more frequencies that we are being encoded with and downloaded with both universally from the planets and from mother earth as we go through this ascension or upgrading process so if you're an empath and you're highly sensitive to these energies you're going to get overloaded really quickly so that's the first thing the second thing is that as you rightly said as an empath there's two ways you could end up being empathic one is the way that you described which is because you became empathic because you were threatened 
you, you felt vulnerable. Therefore, you went on to high alert as an empath, so you would know that something dangerous was happening in your family, whether it was, you know, your life was threatened or you're going to receive a beating or whatever's going on, you would actually disassociate and get out of your body because that's the only way that you could feel safe. So that's one area of being empathic. The other is that you're just naturally gifted and born with these gifts, which is the rainbow, crystal, these new children coming through, which are full spectrum, much wider spectrum than we are, have all these gifts, right? And our job is to make them feel comfortable in this incarnation and that we understand who they are because they're forerunners of evolution and consciousness. So you said, how do I deal with people that are highly sensitive? Well, if you're the empath that has had trauma and needs to protect yourself, then we need to go find that trauma and work on that trauma and help you be released from that or you're always gonna be on high alert. You're always gonna be super careful of who you let into your life. And you may be triggered by circumstances that are not necessarily beneficial to you. So in other words, you could be running a program of being triggered because of the fear in your childhood of because it wasn't safe. So that would be running in the background. I'd like to tune that a little bit. Um, when I say uh, highly tuned, I don't think that one uh, necessarily stops being there's a part of the brain that gets more developed, the, 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 the amygdala gets more developed in, in a child that has trauma early in life versus someone who has less trauma, not the big T trauma uh, events, uh, which include abuse, sexual abuse, you know, um, abandonment and, and things of that nature. But I think what the difference is, is that we learn to understand it as a gift versus and as an asset versus as a detriment so we learn to work with it it doesn't mean that you're not going to be as attuned to what's going on around you but if your autonomic nervous system is not depleted and you have a way of self-soothing and nurturing your body through nutrition and health and and and, and but you're, if you're still in fight or flight which is the amygdala is overactivated, then you're going to run that program no matter what sort of things you do or eat so for me the work that i do is i do a deep descent with that client to help them deal with the underlying issue of what triggers the trauma so it doesn't come up again and that means that there's more energy for them to do what they're called to do. All their gifts can be more, um, rather than being on high alert, they can calm down and be available to help their clients or their loved ones, right? Let me, let me just clarify what I meant, that there are definitely things that one can do along the way, including the work that you're doing, which is energy work, to help mitigate that alert signal so that you're not in fight or flight. But it's a whole body system. So it's not that you have one session and then everything is healed. It's a process, I believe. And I believe that it does have to do with nutrition and well-being and rest and meditation, as well as doing work such as energy healing, such as um, 
you know, different modalities or different types of therapy to help to round out um, the, the, the nervous system and get out of the fight or flight mode. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you were working with me as a client, the first thing I would do is put you on a 21-day clearing program, which is called the Deep Clearing Protocol, which is an, uh, a process of clearing out of your energy field what no longer serves you. Over a 21-day period, you'd be Why doing 64 statements. Hmm? Why does it take 21 days? Because it takes at the bare minimum 21 days to create a habit. When in actual fact, the latest research is it actually takes 60 days. So if you're running a habit, an endless loop from the trauma that you have, usually between the, the age of zero and seven, then it's going to take you 21 days to 60 days to remove that habit. And the way that you do that is you deprogram by saying what it is that you don't want, and then you install what you do want. So you're sending a message from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind to so run a new program. So you're rewiring the neurology. Yeah, you're rewiring yeah, re your whole electromagnetic field mm -hmm. to be able to have boundaries where it had never, never had boundaries before. You're saying, I will accept into my boundary or my auric field the following, and the following, if it's in my auric field, I don't want to receive those messages anymore. And because you're in control of your life with every thought, word, and deed, when you make those commands, the universe responds. So it's teaching you literally how to take control of your own life, right? So you become the boss. You become the, the central casting director of your own stage of life, right? So when you're talking about the electromagnetic field, just so I understand, are you speaking about heart coherence, the way the heart signals the brain, and when the heart beat slows down to a more uh, a resonant frequency, then your electromagnetic field is not going crazy. You're not. Yeah, that's part of it. But there's three brains, so that's, you know, for the next class that I'll be teaching on Friday is the three brain clearing. So that would be your brain, your heart, and your gut. So right. those three need to be, you know, nested like you so described, you know, they need to be coherently nested inside of each other mm -hmm. for your anatomic and sympathetic nervous system to settle down into coherence, right? Mm -hmm. So you can come from your heart and you don't uh, get taken out of your heart and then into fear and doubt and shame and all those other emotions. How many times would you say, I mean, I'm sure it's different per person and how willing and open they are and receptive they are to healing. But how many times would you say it would take to do the energy work with someone who has had a lot of trauma in one's life, a lot of physical trauma to the body, especially? Well, my experience is that 95% of the population that does the deep clearing, which is in the thousands, right? Mm -hmm. That they're clear within 21 days, 21 to 60 days. The last 5% are those that have deeper work around core fractures, toxic emotion, unresolved conflict. We have to do the deeper work, and it could be even um, possession type experiences as well. Near death, you know, accidents, uh, physical, sexual abuse, uh, those sorts of trauma that literally knock you out of your body, or, or you didn't fully incarnate, you're not, you're disembodied or disassociated. Those take a deeper technique to bring you back. But personally, 
I don't work with any client or I try not to work with any clients that hasn't already done the 21 day clearing because that does, does the whole schmoo, so to speak, it gets them ready to do the deeper work. Otherwise we've got to clear all that away in order to do the deeper work. How do you know that they are doing it correctly or that they're actually keeping on track by doing it for the 21 days? Can you tell? Well, they can do it in a number of different ways. They can do it at the level of just doing it by themselves mm -hmm. or they can do it and hire me or one of my coaches to help them. We meet right. once a week and then we go over the list to teach them how to douse themselves or whether of the one to 64 statements, which ones do they need to focus on? We look at the ones that are, you know, are really sticking up energetically and we talk about why that is in their life and what does it mean and how to get rid of it. So the list goes from on day seven, it gets cut down, day 14, it gets cut down, day 27, we should be done. And if we're not done, we need to do deeper work. So that's sort of in a nutshell. Moving on to the next level, I just did six hours of teaching around the deep clearing protocol where I went through each one of the 64 statements, what's behind it and why is it important? So that's a deeper descent for those that wanna understand, like you don't need to understand those statements, you just need to do them because you're sending a command to your subconscious. But, but if you wanna know, then there's a deeper level of doing that. And then the next level, let me just finish. And then the next level, is getting into what you're talking about, which has to do with health, diet, physical fitness, de-stressing, and all those whole life experiences to support that energetic field mm -hmm. that you've now brought down from high alert to a more stable um, you know, system that is self-sustaining. And then, so that's the next and last stage. And it, from then on, you should be able to know exactly when somebody's intruding into your energy field and know exactly how to clear it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what I was trying to get to is that those statements are designed. You don't need to understand why, what those statements mean necessarily, but each of those statements are significant because they represent a different uh, section of the brain. They access a different part of the subconscious or conscious. Um, no, not necessarily. It's more, and, and, and I think you're, that answer is yes, but I never thought about it that way. It's more like in the scatter pattern of all the things that could be uh, adversely affecting you, what are the things that we can cover off? So it's like uh, you, if you were the bullseye, right? It's like taking a shotgun approach to that target. Some of the, of the 64 will be right on the bullseye and a lot will be scattered around the pattern, right? Right. So, so we want to zero that in. So after 21 days, I teach you the short form of the clearing, which is like putting a scope onto a rifle so you can go after exactly what you need to work on to have a strong energetic field. And you can take anything out by transforming that energy so that you feel safe and secure. So mm -hmm. that's the last step. So we go from general to specific. Do you do anything to test it to see how the field has changed? I mean, I did something called Psyche years ago, and we did a list of statements, well, a list of questions, and then a list of statements to correct, and then um, and then we muscle tested to to make. Well, sure. yeah, we we I doubt so. I keep it really simple. 
So when I start off, if you were coming to me, I would say, can I check your energy field? You would say, yes, I'd check it on a scale of zero to 100, 100 being that it's free and clear, mm -hmm. or your auric field has no intrusions into it. Mm -hmm. If it was 50%, I'd say to you, how would you like to have, wake up in the morning and have twice as much energy to get you through the day? Or if it's 75% intrusion, I'd say, how would you like to wake up in the morning and have three quarters more energy to get you through the day? Usually the answer is yes. And then I'd say, well, then I need you to make a 21-day commitment for us to work together because I'm teaching you how to take back your personal power, stand in your truth, and then deliver your awesome gifts to the world. I need to help you learn how to do this for yourself mm -hmm. uh, so that it becomes a, a lifetime skill that you can use over and over again. So that's how I do it. And then at the, if you were to hire me or one of my coaches, on the seventh day, we'd say, I would go through and I'd say, I'm gonna give you the numbers you need to focus on. And I just go through the list of one to 64 and say, you need to do number six, 10, 12, 40, 61, whatever. And then I'd say, read out the first one. And I'd say the charge on this on a, is a scale of, of between zero and 100 is this. This is what this is all about. Do you have any memories about how this could be or whatever? And then we clear it. And then we go on to the next one. Can you explain, um to my audience also what dowsing is what a dowser master dowser yeah dowsing is training wheels for guidance on demand <laughs> okay and and how does that work can you go into it's just that? an extension using a tool like a pendulum okay or like an l rod or so a y rod it's a form of testing yeah yeah it's a form of testing so you know on a bug it has two antennas right right that was a bug it had two antennas that's right. to pick up the vibrational frequency of the flower or the disease plants that I'm gonna go eat. So these are like antennas for humans, right? They just intensify the signal so you can pick it up. But once you become sensitized and if you're an empath and understand the signals, you don't need any of the tools after a while. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I know that I muscle test things like, uh, for instance, supplements, I hold them in my hand. Yeah. Sometimes I'll take them out of the, the jar, the, the glass, if they're in plastic, whatever, I'll put, put a couple, you know, right. whatever in my hand. And then if my body moves forward, that means that it's a yes. If my body moves backwards, it means yeah. no. And it's very That's body sway testing. Different than dowsing. Yeah. Dowsing, muscle testing, body sway are just all three different ways to get a clear yes or no. But the ultimate goal is we want you to get clear, crisp, uh, reliable guidance. That's, right. you know, that's what right. we want you to have. So tell me a little bit about your show. You've been doing your show for how long? It's called The Wellness uh, the wellness Show, and it's on health, wealth, and enlightenment. And you've been doing it for how long now? Oh, gee, I don't know. We are at, we're just about up to 345 somewhere in there. We're just about uh, one show for every day of the, of the, of the year. Wow. So it started off, I think, three or four years ago now, mm -hmm. in interviewing wellness practitioners, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and those that are highly gifted about how what they're offering help can help uh, uh, from an energy healer's perspective, how can they help clients? And then uh, with COVID-19, we shifted the whole show on what can you do to stay out of fear and how can you take back your personal power during this uh, time. So we shifted it uh, from the wellness show, which was once a week. Mm -hmm. We canceled the healing hour, which was a live 
phone-in talk show, and we put the two together. So now the wellness is a live talk show, phone-in, one-hour show. You can phone in toll-free in North America, or you can phone in internationally, or you can join us on Zoom and ask us any question about dowsing, energy, healing, and we do healings right there live on the show. It's, I have a co-host, and we're live every Monday to Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Mm. I guess I saw it be 11, I think, is, I, in Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. So we have a one-hour show, and you just come on, ask us questions, and we provide healing, and we talk about what's going on, what's up in your life, what's up in the planet's life, so, and uh, that's the show. So what's the most... So what kind of questions are you getting lately? Have they changed? Are there are there more um, fear-based? Are they more about stress? What what kind of questions are you I getting? would say now with COVID-19, there's a great deal of fear because there's so many conspiracy theories about this, that, so many rabbit holes to go down that people are really over the top. They don't know what to believe and what not to believe. So my job on that show is to get everybody out of their fear, get into their heart, and know that if they're one with source consciousness, they're going to be at the right place at the right time. They're always going to be safe. That's all they have to know, and that's all they have to do. All the rest is just chaotic noise around them. And so that's really what the show is all about. Today we did a healing for a special needs child who is going, getting frantic because he couldn't see his buddies because he can't go to school, he doesn't have access to a pool, he loves to swim. So we did some work on him energetically, we calmed him down, so he felt good. We told his mom to get on Facebook and get one of the hotels to open up their pool so he could go swimming, right? And we asked her, and she, we asked her to get one of, hold of one of his buddies, and she said, well, the school won't uh, release the information of his favorite friend. I said, well, just ask on Facebook, somebody will know who that parent is, and let's bring the two together on Zoom. So that's the sort of problem solving that we do, is just what's up in your life, let right. us help you deal with what's going on so that you can settle down and provide the best atmosphere for you, your family, and your loved ones. Well, like, you know what, I, I don't know about opening up a hotel pool because I don't know if they would do that here. <laughs> sure they will, why not? There's got a pool anyway. However, I have a pool, or there are people that have a pool, a private pool that one can go to and swim and have. Well, there you are. Yeah. Having any kind of a contact, yeah. I mean, I just see him diving in, jumping in. I yeah. just see this happy kid who's yeah. so excited to be in that pool again, and that's all I want is so however that happens, right? Maybe they I know we can provide that for him. Smash pool. <laughs> Whatever we can do for him, I want to do it. And I'm sure the community will respond, right? Right, exactly. And it is interesting how many people do, there are solutions to everything. So if you look at the world as a, as a problem and that you're stuck with a problem, that's one way of looking at the world. Then you can also look at the world as that there's solutions to every problem. And, you know, if you avail yourself to the solution part, the answers will come to you. People will suddenly step forward and just reaching out and asking for what you want. Absolutely. That's a powerful effect. And I would say that that probably is a valuable 
gift that people can give themselves is to allow themselves to be vulnerable and to ask for what they need and just put yeah. it out there and see what comes back. And even if you're not on Facebook to let your neighbors know, or if you're on next door, we have something called next door, whatever neighborhood you're in and people can chat about what's going on in the neighborhood or sell items or share information about, you know, if there've been crimes or they've been all kinds of things. And I don't know if you guys have something like that. Uh, yeah, we have crime watch. I mean, it says in the Bible, knock on the door shall be open, ask and ye shall receive or cast your bread upon the water will be ten, you know, return tenfold. So, I mean, it, the whole basis of manifestation is you, you have to ask. Right. in order to receive. Right. And from a shamanistic perspective, the fact that you have a question always means that the answer is coexisting with the question. Right. You're just on one side of the polarity. So the answer is always there. And then even uh, amazing as this sounds is uh, in the shamanistic training, if you're bitten by the, a snake, six feet away from you is the antidote. So nature never provides the negative without there being a positive. Nature is always in balance. So it's teaching us not to get stuck on either one side of the equation. Because I live in the desert and it's definitely snake territory and we have rattlesnakes and, you know. So what do you mean it's six feet away from you? The solution. The antidote. Well, what would be the antidote to a snake bite? I don't know. You'll find out really quick. <laughs> you know, it is good to carry a little venom. Uh, yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, uh, I've been... If you're going to do long hikes, like 10 hours, and you're going to go off into the wilderness, it's always a good idea to have a tourniquet, have a bandana, have something that you can use as a tourniquet, and and have a venom antidote. I, absolutely. I and but absolutely. Take all those precautions, but if it still happens, it's the same as COVID-19. Stay out of fear. People die from the fear, not the snake bite. Right. You know, right. it... I've been smitten, uh, bitten by a scorpion, and I don't <laughs> wish that on smitten and bitten by a scorpion. And you have to remember how to breathe. The whole scary thing is you have to remember how to breathe. And if you're in your fear, you won't remember how to breathe. I mean, you literally have to force yourself to breathe. So this is the same with everything, is re to settle down. As you said, Ava, get in your heart. Relax, even the most traumatic situation. If you're in your heart, you're going to be safe. You'll know exactly what to do and how to do it. And it stops that carousing of that poison through your body, allows you the time to get to the wherever you need to get to get medical help. Right, right. It slows things way down. Way, way down. I think we are actually living in a very, very exciting time. Even though this is very strange for everyone, it's worldwide, it's not just centered in you know, the Western United States or in Canada or someplace, you know, that's localized. It's worldwide. Um, and the interesting thing about that uh, is that as Carolyn Mace, who is a energy intuitive and has been a, a great teacher uh, for many, many years, she wrote the energy anatomy um, way back in the 90s and became a number one bestseller at that time for, for something that wasn't uh, readily talked about at that time um, publicly. She said, you know, if God had a hand in this pandemic, um, wouldn't it be interesting that what a way to get the world, the whole world to stop, just pause. 
you know, and that was an interesting ponderable for me. Um, because yeah, there's a, always a, a light and a dark side to yeah. everything. And it's how you choose to perceive it, you know, and what you're, what you're willing to open yourself to discovering. I would say it this way. Mother, say, Mother Nature sent everybody to their bedrooms for bad behavior. It yeah. says you can't come out and play until you behave yourself, until you honor and respect the fact that there's something stronger than you. And I've created this little virus to remind you that I have the, you know, the power to bring about change and transformation. You're not in charge of the evolution of consciousness. I am as the Divine Mother working through the earth. And if you want to fight with me, there's consequences. So we're going to give you a time to, to sit in the corner and ponder what it is that's important to you before you're allowed to come out and play. You know, it's interesting. It's almost as though, and I don't know this verbatim because I haven't really studied them. I would like to, but for instance, the Hopis have a very long myth, mythology of the earth and the future. And um, so do a lot of Native American tribes and indigenous tribes. And I believe that this is actually a time, all of these albino animals that are cropping up, like the albino uh, giraffe, the, the albino buffalo. whale, the white buffalo, all of these symbols have been foretold. And there's a pink dolphin that I saw recently. Right. These are very auspicious symbols. That well, let me tell you the Hopi prophecy. Can I tell you the Hopi prophecy? Yes, I would the love to. The short version. This okay. is the short version. Okay. In 1975, I created a, a nonprofit charitable organization called Turtle Island Earth Stewards. It comes from Gary Snyder's book of Turtle Island. Mm -hmm. and, what, and the legend and of all indigenous people. Where's what? Turtle Island again? Where is Turtle Island? Oh, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Hang on. Coming. It's coming. Okay. So all the indigenous people in around the Pacific Rim, which by the way is the rim where Lemuria sank, right? Formed the whole uh, ring of fire. So the legend goes like this, that the earth is supported on a giant turtle, if not nurtured and sustained, will roll over and sink beneath the sea. The legend has has happened before and it can happen again unless we're all stewards on the back of this giant turtle. Okay, then the legend goes on with the Hopis. It says, there'll come a time on the face of the earth when the four races of man will come together in global peace. Okay, this is a phase we're in. We haven't made it yet, right? But certainly we have a choice. Either we become the eco-stewards, eco-spiritual warriors and stewards of the ancient turtle or we get to experience the third cataclysm, right? That's our choice. And that's what my, you know, I've come from whole systems design. That's what whole system design teaches you. When there's chaos in a system, which is our whole civilization, you've got two choices. Either the whole thing collapses and you have chaos, or you have second order change where the, the sum is greater than the total of the parts. You have a, a, a second order change which is more magnificent than you, anything you could ever imagine from the from the individual parts themselves so do we want to go up in second order change or do we want to go with the sinking 
of the continent, the choices well, here, are. Here's something else that, that fascinates me is that there is what Malcolm Gladwell talks about, the tipping point. So yeah, it doesn't take every single person on the planet to be focused on the same thought. But there is a certain number that has been scientifically uh, worked out that um, when that number of people are focused on the same vision or the same dream, that it can tip the effect of, of which direction the consciousness goes in. Because Absolutely. you're really talking about the evolution of consciousness and we're talking about a state of consciousness that we're in right now. This is a state phase, right? We're in a state of fear, in a state of chaos, in a state of, of unraveling and reevaluating all of the possible uh, possibilities um, mm -hmm. that may come of this type of turmoil. Because, you know, change is not something that people like. Most of the time, change, change does affect us. Um, in a high alert situation, puts our, our autonomic nervous systems into a stress state, into a fight or flight state. It's like the lions are coming and they're gonna eat you and you've gotta protect yourself and you know, fight, flight, or fear. Yeah. So, um, but then once that transpires, one will, will look for a solution. Okay, how do I get out of here so I can get past those lions at the gate? You know, how can I, how can I navigate this terrain? How can I continue to survive? Because that is always, I think, greater in us, I, in spite of everything. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. For every person that becomes sovereign or takes back their personal power, Right. They are actually affecting 164,500 souls. Wow. And how did that get worked out? Is there it's a in the Dao. system in the Because Dao. every time you do the work, it goes seven generations into the future and six generations into the past. So you're not on, you, you put up your hand before you reincarnate and said, hey, I'm going to come down and straighten out this, you know, matriarchal, patriarchal lineage. Right. And I'm going to be down here in this body, in this narrow bandwidth we talked about, to do this work on behalf of my generational lineage. Right. So you doing the work, you create 164,500 plus souls. And then on top of that, even for you and I to be on the same page, to have this conversation, took 60,000 plus lifetimes. Wow. And how... Okay? And that is because if I was talking to Joe Smith, who is driving a pickup truck and has a baseball back on, uh, a cap on backwards and is kicking his tire and has a shotgun in on the back window, and I talk to him like this, he would uh, just shoot me, right? He'd just say, <laughs> he would look at you like you're nuts. What are you talking about? That's right. About? <laughs> He'd say, I'm going to put you out of your misery, right? You're crazy. <laughs> well, that's not, you know, let's not typecast because... Okay, that's okay. not okay. Sorry, around, but you know what I get. What you're saying, it's like it's like, oh, what do you avail yourself to? But what? Yeah, it, it, you're on that frequency, or you're not. I mean, the, I'm, the beauty of this worldwide pandemic that we are getting to experience, this epoch that we're living in is that it is affecting absolutely everyone. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor or you're, you know. Now, it may affect us differently, we may handle it differently, but we are all affected. We are all being quarantined. Yeah, nobody escapes. 
Nobody's flying around in their airplanes right now. Nobody is driving around wherever they want to go. Um, you know, they are, and, and, and that's pretty phenomenal. That yeah. Adhere. Yeah. Now, there may be some exceptions to that, but for the most part, um, I think people are respecting uh, that they don't want to get sick. They don't want their family members to get sick. They don't want their loved ones, you know, um, and there is a real attention being brought to what's really important in our lives, you know, yeah. what's really important are our loved ones, our family, our friends, and then the greater community, because after all, we're not living in, in, in a little bubble by ourselves, even though we do in our heads, <laughs> right? Right, so, I, so no disrespect for the guy who's kicking tires because right. nobody gets right. lost. Right. Everybody is gonna get enlightened in the end. That's the end game. So there's a short path to enlightenment and there's a long path. The long path is I have shamed out fear, guilt. I believe in my government is gonna rescue me. I'm scared to death and Somebody you're down one path. Fix it. Somebody, somebody just somebody said, aliens are going to come and pick me up or whatever the scenario is, okay? That's one path. Or you take over, you become a sovereign human being, you take back your personal power, and now you're on the short path because if you're one with source consciousness, you're going to be in the right place at the right time to be safe. So this is your choice. Nobody gets lost. We're in this bifurcation. There's two pathways. Mm -hmm. You get to choose through free will which pathway you want to be on there. Apropos, I would like to ask you a question. How do you personally, now this is an opinion, okay, so we're not prescribing something here, but um, how do you feel about a mandate to vaccinate everyone and prevent them from traveling to other countries if they have not been vaccinated? Because there is a conversation taking place that there could be some kind of worldwide passport that one must obtain and be right. vaccinated. Okay, well, I'll just be really blunt and say over my dead body. Okay? And, and please... I can't make it any clearer than that. And okay? your opinion about this is based on what? Well, uh, I have a buddy who uh, runs around in bare feet all year round, and he eats dirt before he travels. And why does he eat dirt before he travels? You might ask that question. Because, <laughs> a very strange habit. <laughs> because he wants to, uh, he wants to, uh, his immune system to be strengthened. Okay, so if we're going right. to live in a hygienic it's world, it's not good, right? Right. We live in a septic world, right? Okay. We don't want to deal with anything in our body. We want to be, we want it to be solved. We're willing to take any prescription that's handed to us. All of that kills your immune system and your ability to, to be able to defend yourself from any pathogen or disease or disorder. And we, we have poor quality food, which has glyphosate in it. We polluted our air with seeding the clouds, right, with chemtrails. We've ruined our food. We've got fluoride in our water. And as you said, the key to this, you know, is a healthy diet. So for most people on the planet, they can't afford a good healthy diet. It's too expensive. I just okay. want, I want to add to that. Um, you know, to apropos the fluoride in the water, the fluoride they have found actually serves, along with uh, many different adverse health effects, um, but th which they have found later on. But it also serves to atrophy and calcify the pineal gland. Now, Absolutely. the Egyptians 
um, had the pineal gland in all of their drawings and hieroglyphs, and it is the eye of Hora. It is shaped like an eye, and then it looks like it has makeup coming down. Well, the fact is, it is exactly the replica of what is inside of your brain. The pineal gland sits in the eye, and it is shaped like a pine cone and has little hairs uh, uh, follicles on the top. When it is activated through the, the fluids of the spine and stimulated, it excretes a fluid, which is similar to a kind of uh, hallucinogenic chemical, which actually gives access for the body to greater healing and coherence and to other dimensions of it's reality. like a cosmic orgasm let's be honest about it right right okay well it's called kundalini it's called yeah. many things it's what the masters knew and taught for thousands of years but you know just in simple term layman's terms that's actually what happens so it's interesting that we've had this product in our toothpaste and in our water that supposedly you know helps us that is calcifying something that actually is inherent in the body to help us heal anything and everything in our body and also gives us access to higher dimensions of manifestations so we don't have to effort in three-dimensional reality like if you go from here to the car you know it's going to take so many steps to get from here to the car well when you're in another state of consciousness, you can actually bring everything to you. You're not going out to get it to, you know, you have to envision it, you have to experience it, and you have to see it. Um, and that does take a certain amount of slowing down. But um, it's really interesting that all of these things that are happening in our time frame, how, how I feel incredibly blessed, for one, for being able to be here now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you put up your hand. This is the time we've been waiting for, right? And I, I feel, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I, I have felt since I was five years old that I had a reason for being here because I used to have conversations with God and my teddy bear. <laughs> why am I here? Why, why did I come into this family? Why was, why, why was I brought here? I know there's a greater reason for me. And that has stuck with me throughout my life. And I've had many reoccurring dreams of, of certain events um, that have informed me each step of the way. And it's interesting. I recognize this is the time now that I was dreaming about. This is the time. Absolutely. Everybody should talk to their teddy bear. <laughs> I still have my teddy bear in my bedroom looking down on me. And actually, that teddy bear saved my life recently. That's Absolutely. Another time and another story. So um, is there anything else, uh, Tyson, that you would love to add about what, you know, just a couple tips that people can, can adhere to during this time if they're feeling an, an a, a, a lot of stress aside right. from contacting you and working with you and having well i'd love for you to come to the wellness show if you have anything that's overwhelming for you if you're in fear uh in the last couple of shows we did with um, suicide help people with suicide issue we you know anything and everything is fair game my job is to get you out of fear so that you could get back in your heart so that you can become a sovereign human being and so you know where where it's safe to be with you and your family, uh, so you don't have to worry about the future, no matter what craziness is going around you, whether there's you know, earthquakes, volcanoes, you know, sand Andreas falling into the ocean, you will, whatever's going on on planet Earth, 
whether it's human induced or comes from Mother Earth, you've always been in the right place at the right time for the right thing to happen for you. That's a way to live with ease and grace. And who doesn't want that? Grace is so important. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I offer you and or anybody. And uh, some tips. First of all, uh, when you feel overwhelmed, ask, is this my emotion or somebody else's? It's okay. okay. If it's not yours, let it go. If it's yours, calm yourself down, get in your heart and breathe. Four breaths in, hold four, breathe out four, hold four. Just do a nice square repetitive. It will calm you down, bring you back in your body through your breath. So breathing, calming down. Don't forget, go hug a tree, get in nature. <laughs> Take plant a garden. Stuff, walk in the dirt, walk yeah. in the grass. Uh, plant a garden, right? Uh, you know, hug a bear, hug your teddy bear in your room. Um, anything that, oh, well, I know, uh, watch comedy shows, anything that makes you laugh. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff that's been circulating on Facebook, you know, that are fun little videos and exactly and really sweet things. So yeah. you know, make yourself laugh and giggle at least once a day. Yeah. And don't forget, and I'm doing more singing and dancing than I ever have in my life. So yeah. don't forget to do that, right? Yeah. And movement and, and, and stay away from negative news and people. You know, just Yeah, stay only one it. hour of news. Just stay yeah. out of it. You can get a lot of information um, by reading about it online. You can go to great resources. You can go to Stanford University. You can go, you know, you can, you can check out a lot of things. There's so much available. But filter filter what you're ingesting when you hear people talking nah, 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 and they've got these droning voices and they have these placid looks on their faces and they're almost screaming at you you know you don't want to be listening to that yeah just clear them just clear just them stay out of that and don't get into major like discussions and don't try and convince your neighbors or your loved ones exactly peace be with you love be with you tune in and tune out to all of this stuff just tune in listen <laughs> tyson thank you so much it's been great to spend this hour with you and um how do we get to your show you want to give us your um it's the wellness show yep. and how do we access that just uh in on facebook go to just put in the extraordinary bring to the extraordinary healing arts academy and the show's live on there eight o'clock every morning or just put the extraordinary, type it into YouTube, and all the past shows are there as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I've been delighted, and thank you so much for being a guest on my show. And I look forward to speaking with you again down the road. And um, thank you so much, and everyone be well and blessings. Yeah, be safe out there. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye.